If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. You're now listening to The Check-In with Black Menswear. And I'm your host, Neandre Broussard, CEO and founder of Black Menswear. It's unfortunate that black men have had to fight negative perceptions that not only make our personal journeys more difficult, but directly impact the wider African-American community. On The Check-In, we provide proof against these stereotypes by discussing engaging topics that uplift our community through interviews of inspiring individuals with stories of racks to riches, defeat to victory, and just downright interesting stuff you'll want to hear. Although Black Men's World was birthed out of a love for men's fashion and style, that love has blossomed into one of the internet's foremost communities for men to gain encouragement, inspiration, and of course, style and swag tips. We've literally gone viral over and over again for our flash mobs. Now, you ain't gotta be black to listen to this podcast, but you do have to keep an open mind and have a desire to be a part of something to change the narrative. Thanks for tapping in. This is The Check-In with Black Menswear. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the check-in. Welcome to the check-in. Y'all know it's Monday night. Y'all know what we do on Monday night. We bring you guys the check-in. So we're here on the check-in. Really excited about today. We got my man Sabir Peel coming in, aka Men's Style Pro, gonna join us here on the check-in today. Uh, so before we get started, first thing I like everybody to do in the comment section, go ahead and type it in. Let us know where you're tuning in from, right? Because we love to know where our followers are getting this information from. First thing I need you to do, what up, Rock Mitchell? First thing I need you to do, all right? I gotta get you to subscribe to the podcast. If you guys know, on the check-in, once we take, once we do the check-in live, we take that and we drop it in the podcast that releases every Thursday. So you will be able to replay this on the podcast, but you gotta subscribe to the podcast. You can find it on all major channels. You can go to LinkedIn bio on our Instagram page. First thing right there is the, the check-in podcast. Second thing I need you to subscribe to is our YouTube channel. We got the Dapper Conversations that are on the YouTube channel. We've also got some very cool uh, style tips that are going to be coming up in 2021 on the YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe so you see when the stuff comes out. Third thing I need you to do is subscribe to the Black Men's Wear newsletter. Sign up to be a part of the newsletter so that way you get the weekly updates from Black Men's Wear. You get the monthly virtual magazine. But you're able to stay in tune because I know y'all want to join us on the Flash Mob Tour in 2021. So the only way that you can get access to the Flash Mob Tour is to sign up for the subscription or, or, or for the uh, the email network, all right? So go to Instagram, go to the Black Men's Wear page, click the link in bio, click join the movement, go to weareblackmenswear.com, it'll pop up there, sign up for the newsletter. All right now, without further ado, I am, I'm hype about this brother here, man, because, because Severe is like, 
one of the originators when it comes to being an influencer. But the thing that I love about him is that he didn't stop at being an influencer. He took his blog and turned it into a whole business. And so that's really what I want to hit on today. So you guys tuning in with us, really appreciate you uh, for, for, for tapping in with us here on the check-in. On the check-in, um, make sure, you know, we want to make sure that we're bringing you the, the information that you are looking for, and that you're, you're being fed. Uh, as they say, whenever you go to church, we like to make sure that you're fed at church. So we want to make sure that you're here uh, on the check-in, get fed with some of this knowledge and information. So take your notes, your notes, write it down, because uh, we are getting ready to go live here. My man, Severe Peel. What up, Severe? Yo, yo, let me, let me adjust hype real quick. There we go. Right. Got to get you all in there, all in. Yeah. You know I got a big head, so you got to make sure I'm all up in this. <laughs> man, my guy, my guy, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Again, you guys are here on the check-in. We got my man Severe Style with us here. You joining me, Neandre Broussard, um, Men's Style Pro, right? And and Severe, I'm I can't I can't do your introduction justice. So as I let everybody do, I know. Oh who no, you were doing it pretty well, but hey, I, man. <laughs> you know, uh, go ahead and give your official introduction for those of you for those that don't know who you are. Okay, what's up, everybody? My name is Sabir Peel. I am the founder and creative director of Men's Style Pro. Men's Style Pro is a lifestyle brand now. It's more than a lifestyle blog, but I cover men's style, fashion, uh, and brand consulting. I'm from North Philly. I'm here in my office in Philly right now. Yeah. Uh, and I've hit everywhere from Esquire magazine to Philly Mag to designing my own stuff and back. So that's me. I love it. I love it. And again, I've been following this man. Um, I probably have to say on my personal side since like 2015, 2016. Uh, okay. And then obviously from once the brand launched, right, the Black Men's were, you know, you you were one of the, the first people we reached out to, like, hey, can we post your content? Just, just yeah. because, uh, you know. Uh, and when you launched your newsletter, too, I was like the first person. Yes, that sir. Launched, so I was, yes, that sir. was an honor. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'll, I'll be honest, bro. Um, I felt like I made it to an extent. When you pulled up to the Philly Flash Mob, I was like, oh, snap. Okay. I was like, okay. I, here's the funny part. I was like, if there's going to be a Philly Flash Mob, I have to show up. For sure. For I was sure. like, if I don't show up, it's wrong. For sure. No, I, I appreciate that, bro. You came with that, uh, uh, you had the, the blue and I had the white. suit on. Yeah, that blue and white suit sucker. It, it was the heavy. The funny thing I, is, I got that suit the day before. Hey, and it fit perfect. <laughs> yeah. Off the rack, John. I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm feeling summer. Feel perfect, fit, fit perfect. Well, bro, I, I appreciate you, man. Um, and you know, I, I love to open up with this question, right? Um, from me to you, knowing the black men girls about changing the narrative, my man Sabir, how are you changing the narrative? So, and that's a deep question, <laughs> to be honest. Yes. So, for me, what changing the narrative really means for me personally, and from like a business perspective, it was about occupying spaces that black men and young black men didn't know they could yeah. so it didn't matter what genre what kind of partnership i was doing and what kind of work i was trying to get done it was about going full steam ahead and showing people that it can be done without even making too much of a fuss about it but showing my face and doing all the levels of work whatever it was in the most professional way and just being consistent with what my narrative was between all those spaces so i think yeah. changing that narrative was seeing my face in spaces that you could never see a face like mine before, but Love being it. the back-end person doing it too. Like I was writing the proposal to get work with that brand or I designed the partnership where I wasn't even in front of the brand. 
So it was very much about uh, putting myself in spaces where that were unexpected. Yeah, I loved it. I loved that. Um, and so I think that kind of leads into my my second question, right? So we got a lot of people that follow us uh, that consider themselves influencers, bloggers, right? What I love about what you did with Men's Style Pro was we didn't leave it as a, a blog, right? We took that thing right. and turned it full circle and turned it to a full business. Um, from kind of looking at it from that perspective, man, what, what made you launch the brand, you know, out, kind of elaborating on what you just said, but also yeah. too, like, when did you, when were you comfortable enough to go from a concept to actual business? Right. So Men's Style Pro started back in November, November 19, 2010. Like I know the date, I just celebrated my 10 year of hey, for Men's sure. Style yeah. Pro. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, yeah. And it's like one of those things I'll never forget, but starting the brand was really more about. One, I got pushed by a few people. So if you know the history of like me and Men's Style Pro, I was featured in Esquire back in 2009, 10 for their Best Dressed Real Man in America competition. Yeah. I was like 24 at the time. So like I was happy that I made the final five with yeah. what I submitted. But from there, I didn't really want to jump into the Men's Style blogging side because at that time I knew all the style bloggers. It was literally the start Sartorialist, Street Etiquette, yeah. the Style Blog, which is now Articles of Style. And like GQ style when it was just a blog. Yeah. And then yeah. there was just like dapper and a few people. And I knew that for me, and this kind of harkens to what you were asking about, if I was going to do something that I knew would take a lot of effort and time, I needed to in a future become something bigger. So I had a friend reach out mm -hmm. to me who was a photographer that I went to college with. And he was like, Sabir, you should really think about making a men's style blog because you know a lot more about men's style and fashion from a business perspective and also just the inherent style points. And you're relatable. You're just a regular dude who understands yeah. this. So yeah. one night, it was literally at like 2 a.m., I went online and typed in Men's Style Pro to see if the uh, URL was, wasn't taken. I didn't think of any other names for what this was going to be. Okay, okay. And yeah. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And I bought that URL that night off of WordPress. And as I got deeper into it, I was like, all right. Men's Style Pro, this is 2011 now, because I just started 2010 at the end. I was like, if I'm going to really do this, how am I going to become the next GQ type or the next Esquire? I was like, I have to create original content right. that might rival or be in complement to those things. Right. So as I started to reach out to brands, what I was doing that I saw differently was I my background was psychology and business management. So I was like, all right, I'm basically in consumer relations. How can I benefit brands that I'm like, I'm already shooting their stuff. How can I really benefit them? So I would write proposals to these brands and be like, all right, I want to do this. 
I want to do that. This is what I've done for your stuff already, like pro bono. And a lot of brands are like, no, nah, they like they didn't get it. Then some brands are like, all right, that's cool. But then I did get an opportunity from my favorite brand, who's still one of my favorite brands, Johnson and Murphy Shoes. Okay. They yep. um they sent me an email. They're like, we love what you're doing. Here's some free stuff. Then like a month later, they're like, we want to feature you in this video campaign. And I was like, all right. So it was me, a producer from Nickelodeon, some financier. And I got shot for these billboards and I did a video series. And when I looked at it, I was like, okay, from outside of just the lifestyle perspective, people understand that I have a knack for creating content, but also creating ideas and narratives. And from then Mm -hmm. I, I knew that if I can push this hard enough and created a full circle business that will eventually lead into consulting and more creative direction, I can leave and make this my job. Yeah. I, lo- I love how you focused on the start point and then the compound of it, right? Okay, right. well, shoot, somebody wants me to do this and they'll give me this, you know, for this. And it's kind of like, okay, how do I continue to navigate that um, and mm-hmm. turn it into freedom, right? Turn it into, yeah. into entrepreneurship. Um, and that's, you know, that's a big thing that, you know, a lot of, especially, you know, a, a lot of, you know, black men, black women are looking at, how can I be my own boss? And to right. be able to 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 kind of see and take everything into perspective and say, all right, if I want to strategize this properly, like you said, when you first started the brand, it wasn't about being, okay, how do I be a face? But it's how do I really make this for a, a long-term play versus, versus a short-term and then hitting on those things along the way as they came that continue to kind of push you to that point. Exactly, yeah. And the funny part is too, like as I look at what I've done and what I continue to do, it was about understanding your skill set and your resources and knowing like what you can and cannot do at a certain time. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like, so I've been full time running Men's Style Pro since 2016. Okay. And like, I wouldn't be able, wouldn't have been able to do this without the help of my wife. Number one, mm-hmm. because I got an opportunity in that same year in 2014 to um, leave my. I was working in higher education and running the blog for a time. So I had a full time job and a full time blog that was yeah. really picking up. Yeah. You know how it is. Yeah. And I got to give a shout out to Brett Falgren, who used to work for GQ, because he emailed me one day. Never met this man in my life, but I have been following all his work. This is pre-Instagram, all that. I just, because yeah, right, I'm right, an right. average reader. I'm a, I'm a researcher. I research. Right. So he reached out to me because he was coming to Philly for a campaign with Dockers and was like, Sabir, I want to meet up with you because um, we're coming to Philly. I love your work. And I was like, you love my work? Okay. Yeah. So I, I took a two hour lunch. The first hour I didn't even document on work. I was like, I gotta take this for me because <laughs> yeah. you don't shoot that shot right now. Right. It's like what Michael Jordan said, you miss hundred percent of the shots right. you don't take. Yep. And I was like, I'm taking this shot. So this yeah. first hour's on me, I get this one. But when I met up with him, he was like, I would love to work with you in the future. Let me get your number. And you don't know how real that's gonna come, if that's gonna come to fruition or not. Like I kept that energy out there and I kept working in and he called me. And he was like, I want you to co-host an event with me. And it was at Bloomingdale's for their men's suiting events that they do, uh, like they used to do twice a year yeah. for GQ. And I went. So it was on a Thursday. I went up there. I'm going to make this story short. I went up there, and I this was the first one that they did. And everyone from GQ staff was there. So this is Jim Moore, Jim Nelson, Madeline Weeks, everyone. So I was like, not only do I have to kill this just because I'm representing myself, right. I'm representing GQ, and I right. want them to know that I want to be the guy. Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So yep. I killed it. 
So yeah. long story short, I killed it. And they reached out to me again. They're like, hey, we're starting a, a traveling showcase called Lookbook Live. And we want you to co-host it. But that was going to mean I was going to have to leave my job. Mm-hmm. So I spent game about money, all this stuff to them. Told them what my, what my return was going to be and how we're going to grow together. And they said yes. Talked to my wife. You know, one thing my wife said to me, she was like, Sabir, you spent many nights over the last, at this point, three, four years working full time, coming home and writing blog posts overnight, sleeping two hours a night for about four straight years. This is what you wanted. Yeah. Take what you want now. This is before we had any kids, before we had our son. And she's like, take what you want now and just go after it. And that's yeah. what I did. Yeah. Shout out, shout out the better half, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, having somebody to motivate Marina you. Fuel. Shout out. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I, don't you watch. I don't know if you are. She's probably feeding her summer. I'm at my office. That's a, that's a, that's a thing. Is the biggest, well, obviously she's always the biggest supporter. Um, but sometimes she says those things that I've been like looking for somebody to say, that's kind of like the, Hey, you got this. Just breathe think about it breathe you know you got this it's gonna work because yeah. you're putting your all into it you know and so having that shout out shout out to wifey wifey peel so making sure that uh that that, that yeah. you were good on that i'm gonna ask a follow-up question yeah. to that right so you spent those hours in there working at it um take us back even before you started the brand right what would you say mm-hmm. to 20 year old severe what kind of advice would you give your 20 year old self uh, to make sure that you get to where you are today. <laughs> I, I think I would keep it short and simple about your severe. Remember to be very consistent with your message mm-hmm. and the level of work that you do, because you're always representing you, you're representing your culture. But when you're working with these other brands, you're not only are you representing them, you're representing the direction they're going in. Yeah. 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 No, that's, and, that's, a, that's a good one. I think even since I was like in high school, my, me and my boys uh, from the track team, but it was like four or five of us. And we always used to say consistency is key. And it was right. like, if people can recognize your brand as consistency, they will always come back to you. And mm-hmm. I think too, understand like what you're loyal to and what things you will and will not do to put yourself in a spot. Like I will never be someone's token person. Like I've watched campaigns come up that I've d- denied because I didn't like the direction of the brand because they're coming back off of, oh, they said this in the press, and now they're trying to, like, save face and, like, let's hire a young black dude who's out here right, in public. Right, right, right. I was like, you know what? I won't I won't do that. And I was like, I don't mind losing the money. I minded losing the money, but I don't – I mind more losing my integrity to yeah. be someone's – someone's one. Yeah. Right. Now, that's, a, that's, that's a, a great point to hit on, especially looking at, you know, in the landscape of what we've been going through lately, even as, you know, this, this last year um to where it's like okay everybody's on this kick and i remember one of the first things i saw when it came to black lives matter and and all of a sudden you saw corporations just start putting just just statement after statement and saying that we're going to support this and Mm -hmm. we're going to support that and then you go look at their executive leadership and you see zero i mean zero black black women hispanic nothing just all white dudes right and so then i gave you it's like okay okay I, i see you know, then you go look at their track record, like you said, looking at their track record and focusing on, okay, how have they done business in the past? Now, granted, there right. are times when there's times when people finally get it, but a lot of it was yeah, a lot of it because like brands brands can learn, they can shift. Yes, true, but you know, it, it's it's hard to overlook, you know, say how the, how they represented it in the past, but right. being being true to who you are at the end of the day, 
is most important um, to, because that partnership that you have um, as the individual brand, you got to look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day. Like, should I have done that? You know, should I, should I have taken that campaign knowing that they don't care about what I represent, but I'm just, I'm just the, like you say, the token or the want that they have for that. How does that affect me long term? Yeah, yeah. And being comfortable with that too. And being comfortable. Yeah, and that, that's the harder that. part, finding the comfort in it and like looking like, yeah. all right, I got bills to pay, I got this and that. But then knowing that if you represent yourself the right way and you do the right things for you, yep. you'll yep. be all right. Yep. For sure. For sure. I got one for you. Um, so, so looking at that a little bit deeper, right? So, Looking back at Young Sabir saying, Young Sabir, stay consistent, man. Stay consistent. Consistency is key um, because then people know what to expect from you. People know right. when I go to Men's Style Pro, I know exactly the type of content that I'm going to get. It's not just going to be about my attire. It's about a whole lifestyle. It's about right. me being. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Me being the best representing most and eh, most swaggiest yet uh on point brother within whatever I'm trying to do from that perspective, what brands uh kind of lean to the to the lap of luxury, how I can, you know, kind of rock that and be comfortable with it along the way. Following up on that. I know you've had some bumps along the way, right? Some ups and some downs. Uh, I love I love asking this question in regards to the F word, right? Failure. Now, granted, I don't use failure. I, I like to use lessons. But has there been okay. a, 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 a uh, or how, how is for you a particular failure or apparent failure which kind of helps you propel yourself? Um, do you have what we call a favorite failure? Um. Just regarding like failure, now I have, I think I have two. I have like a business one, and I have like a personal emotional one from a business perspective. So like as I like two years into going full time with Men's Style Pro, I really dove into consulting for brands, and mm -hmm. I picked up a brand that was local here that's a shoe manufacturer, but they also have their own private men's shoe line, and they initially reached out to me to review a pair of their shoes, and I realized when they when I looked at the, all their information that their warehouse in their offices was like 20 minutes from my house. And I was like, hey, how about I come in and check out everything? Let's talk. Because I think it might be something bigger here. So mm -hmm. I spit game to them and they were like, all right, I'm, we're down to consult. I, I put a whole pitch deck plan together. They, they were down. But within like two months of me working with them, I pitched the idea for me to design a shoe. And I already I have already done collaborations before. So like I made like, thousands and thousands of dollars on suits with uh, other brands and I've designed mm -hmm. by then shirts, shoes with another brand and pocket squares and all this. So I had a good track record of creating product and moving that product. Yeah. And when I pitched them, I was like, look, right now you have no momentum in your brand. I've got, I'm starting to gather momentum from a, I got them into magazines already from like the stuff that I put together just from behind the scenes and all this right. stuff. Right. So when I pitched the idea for the shoe, they said no. And they said no hard. As if they didn't like bang with me at all. And yeah, I started right. consulting for them. And that actually hurt me a little bit. Like 
that if I was like, damn, did I not pitch well? Because that's something I like pride myself on is mm-hmm. people to like write a proposal, mm-hmm. but sell you the dream of the idea and then sh- give you your perceived return on investment. Yeah. And for a minute, I was like, it started to show in my work with them that I was affected by that, that no. Mm, and I, I'm sure I've had that before, but not someone I was consulting for them and then potentially pitching to create product for. Right. So I had to reset. It took me like a couple of weeks to really reset my mind and like push, push, push to show them like, all right. So what I did, I took one of their shoes that wasn't selling that well at all and really made that the focus of what some of the marketing was going to be. Like, I'm going to get this shoe into this here. I'm going to get this, try to get some pop-ups and whatnot. Yeah. And the shoe started selling like crazy. They couldn't figure out why. I was like, well, this is what I did for that. Yeah. So yeah. a whole year goes by. I pitched the shoe idea again. And hold on. I just realized the shoe was in the room. <laughs> yeah. As I'm spitting game, I keep the shoe at my office just as a reminder. Gotcha. So, yeah. Then I pitched the boot again. Okay. And I was like, let's do this boot in this suede and let's make it. We made 30 pair. They said yes. Yeah. Because they saw everything. So they said yes. And there might be like three or four pair like left in the whole thing. They made a little bit more too. And Alshon Jeffrey from the Eagles was rocking them. I went to Sundance the the next year after the okay. show was released. I'm yeah. at a party in like a dark room and some guy comes up to me and was like, yo, are you severe from men's style? Bro? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yo, those boots you designed for Cabo and Hyde, I have them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm across the country. I've never been right. to Utah before. Right. So like, it was one of those <laughs> yeah. things that really, when I, when I felt myself falling apart because I thought I was deserving of something so soon, mm-hmm. I had to reset and say, like, you didn't really prove anything yet to this brand. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. I had, like, an internal failure. But, like, then my emotional one that I picked, so, like, I don't know if you, you follow me. So, you know, I've talked a lot about like mental health and wellness. Yep. Yep. And one of my things that I felt like I was afraid and it kind of felt like I was failing myself to put out like my struggles with uh, depression and anxiety. And I was like, this can go two ways. It can go, people will trash me for it and say like, well, you look like you live this great life and um, why are you depressed and all this stuff. Oh, like this is something that's um, not just emotional, like chemically wrong or not mm-hmm. wrong, but chemically different about uh, right correct correct yeah. um but I, I put it out there because like other people might be struggling and i want them to see a face that they know yeah and the the complete positive side that came out of it one i got back into really focusing on myself because of it mm-hmm. and two so many people reached out to me about like videos and things that i put out and just certain things saying like this is the first time they went and tried therapy because i talk about my experiences with it so like I have my business side and I have the emotional side that has yeah. my perceived failures and actual kind of failure to the positive end. I, I, I really love the fact that you, again, I, I, I like to say lessons instead of failures because you got something out of each one of those, right? Uh, yeah. I, feel, I feel where people actually fail, where the word is, the word means that, you know, I feel like people actually fail when they just use it as a, as a wall and they don't do anything to get around it, to get under it, to get over yeah. it. They just take it as, as the end all and and really focusing on, you know, you looking at it and say, OK, they said no. But how do I turn that no into a yes? They didn't understand your value. You showed them the value. And then from there, you were able to expound on that. Right. You had it. You had an, an emotional uh, occurrence. Right. To where it's like, man, I can't get myself mentally out of this rut. I need help. 
getting out of this out of this space that I'm in, out of this dark space, seeking professional help with that, and then having someone to help to catapult you out of that. I mean, now had you stayed stuck in it, right? Didn't seek yeah. any type of advice for it, I would consider that a failure. But you yeah. took it. You internalize it and you turn it into a success, man. And my brother, I, I give you kudos for that um, because, again, the where you see how people are successful really comes from how they take and roll with the punches, right? How they take things that come at them that aren't, you know, what we say the best right. and turn it into victory, right? Really, yeah, really take right. <laughs> and turn that into victory. And so – I'm going to ask you this, this closing question, okay? So this is like my staple. I love bringing this up because it gets me the, the true essence of who, who the person is that we're bringing on. Again, you guys are here on the check-in. We got my man Sabir Peel on with us, uh, the founder, CEO of Men's Style Pro. Sabir, if I gave you a billboard anywhere, right? Let's say, let's say it's in, you said you're from North Philly? Yeah. Okay, so we put a billboard in North Philly, your face on it. And if that billboard could say anything, what would be your message to the world? I think for me, if I was going to go off my like my mantra, like what what I say, and I, I got this from, I did this thing with uh, this chick here in Philly. Her name's Alia Sobel. She has this uh, session, this video session called Two Word Story. Mm, okay. And... She just, she, you just give her two words that are your two words. Yeah. But I'm going to, for this, I'm going to expand it to four. Okay. So my two words were create love, but then my last two would be work hard. Mm. So I like, I'm a creator and everyone mm-hmm. has the ability to create. So you might be creating opportunities. You might be creating love. Like you yeah. might just want to create relationships with people, no matter what kind of love that is. Uh, but the work hard aspect, I think for this generation, the younger generation too, um, there's seen as people who don't work hard. I think that's kind of negative. I'm talking about the Gen Z years. I'm a millennial, yeah. 34. Um, but work hard. I think sometimes you just have to see it and know that like that's something that you should do. Whatever you're working hard on, you might be working hard on creating some things. Yeah. But you have to work hard. Yeah. Don't, I can say yeah. work smart, but a lot of people know how to work smart, but people don't have that will and that passion point mm-hmm. to work hard. So create love, work hard. That's. I- how I want to live, and I hope other people to think that way too. I know that that work hard, man. That, that not not to put words in your mouth, right? But looking at those long nights. I mean, you talked about it mm-hmm. from from working full time job to coming home and working full time MSP and getting a few hours of sleep and then waking up and doing it over and over again. Um, that was that was that was hard work. I mean, again, you know, I feel it. I feel you 100%, right? You know, doing, doing that, you know, that, that same type of concept. But being able to do that, is, and, and two, it's not for the faint of heart. Now, granted, no. you had, you had the, the closeness to it, right? It was your passion. So that helps you right. work harder, right? Yeah. But at the and end like, of the day, you and, still had to put in the work. And work hard at the things that you don't like. Because, like, mm. the harder you can work at something that you don't like, the easier it is to work at your passion. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Like, I still, like, so I'm 10 years into this, and there's times where I'll, I'll sit and I, like, I'll have a sponsored blog thing I have to write, and I'm coming up with some other content. I'm thinking about the podcast that I'm, like, I'm planning for the next two seasons of. Yeah. And I'll have, like, a three minutes where I'm just sitting dead silent because, like, do I really want to work this hard? And my mind always says yes. Hmm. There's never been yeah. a no. Yeah. And it's because, like, I've worked so hard. Like, I have my own office now. Like, I'm a little kid from North Philly who was broke, grew up with no heat, smelled like kerosene. Yeah. Now I have my own office in Center City where I sit here and I do work. I got Wi-Fi. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, people come to visit me. And when I think about the amount of effort I put into my days, even when I'm having, like, low-key days, I might be putting a lot of brain power to something that I know the next day I'm about to execute. Right, right, right. No, and and, and a thing, too, I want to tell people as we talk about work hard, um, working hard for you is different than working hard for other people. And I, I say that to say is that if you, um, if you know you're giving it your all, that's working hard. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, though, perception is reality. Oh, yeah. So depending on how other people, especially, you know, the, and this might be more so for people that are um, employees or partnering with other people as they are an entrepreneur. Um, sometimes even with your hard work and people don't appreciate or realize it, don't let that stop you. Right. Do not let that stop you. Let you keep pushing, keep pressing on, um, because, again, you know what you're putting into it. <laughs> other people might not receive that, but, you know. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes people too need to realize, like, people say stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, but watch the other cars. Like, see what those other cars are doing. True. Because some people be trying to impede you, trying to make you stop short. They, some people are running out of gas. Like, yeah. watch what, just look, because you need to see what's going on around you. No, nah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because even, even if you stay in your lane, you can still get in an accident. Right. <laughs> yeah, even if you say late. So being able to to to, to keep that um that 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 uh what's that peripheral? Yeah, like, still kind of focus I, on you. Like I see what black men's wear is doing. Like now you're getting into the clothing game. You're doing more of the flash mobs. They're like, this is all stuff that like I need to be aware of too. Yeah, right, 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 right. I love it, man. I really do love it. Um, for you, man, what's what's next? What's next for for MSP or Men Style Pro going into twenty twenty one? Anything anything you can you can give us a little teaser of? So right now I've pitched to a few few major brands that we all know yep. <laughs> pretty well and watches and then footwear. I'm not gonna say what the brands are, but okay. to do some major products designs, two big products that will push me into even another space. Um, that's the big thing. But some of the, one of the biggest things for me that I've started just like over the past month. I started selling my own stuff outside of like collaborations. Like I started making yep. like small goods. Yep. So like I yep. had the, what's going on? The microfiber cloths, the B pens, all that selling them yes. through my site, which in the existence of men's style, I never sold anything through my site. Mm-hmm. And then I have, I can talk about it, but I have to send them over. They won't care. So we all know our, our men's Henry mass, rich, fresh and chase. Yeah, man. So I keep them too. Yeah. But, I keep, I keep but, them. I, I don't know if you this is the Men's Style Pro mask. Nice. Love it. So these will be coming out very shortly. I yeah. I sent them over some pictures. So 
we gotta keep the PPE game too, yo. We gotta be out here. But I'm also yes, working sir. on like my full clothing line. So like I'm I'm brainstorming all that stuff and I say it here just for accountability. So I know like within the next year I should have some more stuff out. And yeah. I can go back to people I've worked with that actually create it not as a collaboration, but to manufacture for me too. So right. Um I'm feeling good. 2021, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be my year because we saw what 2020 did to everybody. <laughs> but 2021 will be a year that I'm gonna just continue to move forward. Absolutely. And I'm excited because I saw in September 2021, Philly Flash Mob. Philly Flash Mob, we coming back, baby. Yeah. yeah. So I, bring, I will be there. Yeah, great, great to, you know, we 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 hoping that, uh you know, everything will be normalized a little bit. Uh, when we do come, I'd love to have you on uh, for the check-in. Well, yeah. not for the check-in, sorry, not for the check-in, for Dapper Conversations. So yeah. definitely going to reach out. I had an event that day, so I was, y'all were busy yeah, over yeah, here, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Well, I I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, let the people know how to follow you. Where where they where they can find you at on on social, the website, all of that. So I'm the easiest person to find. I'm Men Style Pro on all flat platforms. So it's menstylepro.com, and I'm at menstylepro on everywhere. So hit me up, check me out, DM me, uh, shop my merch. Go to menstylepro.com/shop. You can cop some of my apparel. Uh, keep supporting Black Men's Work because they're doing some amazing stuff, and I'm so honored to uh, even have this opportunity today because y'all are here grinding. <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. I really do appreciate you. Um, this is special, man. And again, to see where you started, to see where you are now, uh, kudos, my brother. I tip my hat. I Thank tip you. my hat to you. Uh, <laughs> it's know. only going to get bigger, too. Like, Oh, for sure. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny now because I think for the first, I'm going to say the first 10 years, it was just a warm-up, like just seeing what I could do and how I can manipulate the spaces but now, like, I am the space. Yeah. And it's now how can I manipulate my own things and build and get bigger and bigger and impact more. So mm-hmm. that's that's the next move, man. Yes, sir. I love it. I love it. Well, again, you guys have tuned into the check-in. We got my man Severe Peel here. Um, don't forget. Don't forget. You want to hear the playback again, go to the link in our bio. Click on the, the, the check-in podcast. This check-in uh, will be live on your favorite podcast stations on Thursday. So go ahead and make sure you subscribe so you can hear it on Thursday. But again, Sabir, man, I appreciate you being in here. Appreciate everybody checking in with us. Thank you for listening to The Check-In with Black Men's Wear. Once again, I'm your host, Neandre Broussard, founder and CEO. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend about it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Black Menswear. Check us out and subscribe to the Black Menswear YouTube channel. And visit us online at weareblackmenswear.com to join the mailing list for ongoing updates for the Black Menswear Flash Mob Tour. Peace and blessings. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.